You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. You are listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Rob Kennedy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. You can find us on socials at Molten Fantasy Sport. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us basically anywhere. It's myself and Mickey Dell sitting here. Mickey Dell, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am the big horse, as you'll find me on Twitter, but also the manager, the owner of Mixed Pigs. How are we all? Good, mate. We're good. It's just you and me again. Poor Justin. He's uh, he's doing the father's yes. duties at the moment, being a very good husband as well. We give him a shout out. We hope the family are well. But it's you and me in the studio, and we'll uh, we'll hold the reins. We'll have now, to mate. find we'll, we'll have to find someone that can lift Seven Elevens for us. <laughs> for anyone who knows. Mate, great joke. Uh, hopefully, oh. people have listened to our episodes before. If you haven't, go and listen to the must-haves. If you don't want to listen to the whole hour, cut pretty close to the end. There's some fantastic banter, if I may say Absolutely. so myself, although it was Justin. And we do miss his wit. We do miss his insights as well. But we progress on. We're going to try and punch out some shorter, sharper episodes. We just completed... Uh, last episode, which was all about PODs or point of difference players for defenders, which is anyone 8% or under ownership. So trying to find that nice balance between must-haves and your point of differences to really make you stand out in the crowd. So we're diving into midfielders today. So if there's ever a time to listen, when you're starting to look at that midfield four, midfield five, midfield six, even midfield one, just to have that little bit of difference. Mickey Dell has done the numbers. Mickey Dell has had a look at the list. I don't know the list, so you're going to see my natural reaction to who he throws out to us today. Mickey Dell, where are we Yeah, we've got, we got some pretty good zingers in this list, to be honest with you, Robbie. And to start off with, um, Callum Mills. So 642K, an average of 116 last year. Um, he had a game where he scored over 200. Just he's the the key Sydney mid alongside Chad Warner, who is also running at seven percent ownership at the moment. He's also got potential to go large, but we're talking about Cal Mills here. He he's been a top ten mid super coach wise. If we if we look back two years ago, he was a defender mid, scored really well. Now he's just a midfield player, but up there with the top two or three players in the league now. I think he's going to be a, a pillar of consistency this year. Um, definitely expect his average to hang around 116. And at 6% ownership, that's a really nice point of difference there, Robbie. I'm actually a massive fan of Callum Mills. For, as, a, as just an AFL watcher, let's forget Supercoach for a second, watching the games, there was a point in me that was always sitting there going, when is Longmuir going to throw him into the, into the mids? He was recruited as an elite, an absolute elite mid coming out of you know the under-18s. And I get it, great. Gave him a role, played him off the halfback. He did it fantastically well with the midfield that they had, the Josh Kennedys, the Parkers, those likes. I get it. Finally, finally he has been released to show the talent that he has. And at 6%, I actually think he's an absolute... I actually think he's a bargain. It's just whether you want to make that decision between him, Bontempelli, Jack McRae, that's the tough call at the moment. But this is what this episode's about. Do you want to have a little bit of point of difference? And you never know, this guy could reward you for it. Mate, spot on. It's a great Absolutely. Um, next one, Christian Petraka. Could Can you believe it? He's only at 5% at the yeah. moment. It's unbelievable. Mate, you and I 
just for everyone at home, like we live in different states, but me and Del talk a lot and a lot of our mates, and we give a shout out to everyone from the podcast and we talk about footy all the time. I still can't believe that he's at 5%. Like this guy's like borderline a Brownlow medalist um, and fits perfectly into what Supercoach scores. So, mate, I'm sure you've got some more stats for me. I'm oh, so surprised he's at 5%. When, when you've got Gorn and Grundy tipping it down your neck, as dynamic as he is, and you've got to remember, the second half of last season, he played with a bung knee. He was just doing the absolute minimum to get through and still averaged 112 for the year. So if he stays fit for the remainder of for the whole 2023 season, for me, I he's a chance to go 700K area. Which I love that you brought that number up. Do you have Clayton Oliver in your side I do, at the moment? yes. Can I ask you then, because then, because I was going to speak to the listeners out there, and there's 45 percent of you out there who who have Clayton Oliver, and I can understand the pick, but it's six ninety nine eight hundred compared to six eighteen. So we're talking. Let's just do simple math. Eighty two k, roughly. Okay. I just think Petrarca is going to put up just as good a numbers. Is it that? Is it that fear factor that he has to kick goals to get the numbers? Or yeah, for at? me, yes. Because the last two years, I've had both in my team. And then come the buy rounds, I've, I've been a bit stuffed when it comes to my overall scoring, but they're just so good working hand in hand together. It's just an awkward price now. 618K, he has to kick goals. Um, Oliver is an accumulator. He's an inside bull. He tackles. Petrak is more of an outside player, a little bit more flashy. Very good by foot and by hand. We know this. Um, I just see Oliver as a bit of a pillar consistency, whereas Petraka potentially has the chance to get bigger scores occasionally, but also get you your 100 or a little bit less occasionally as well. So for me, Oliver's that consistency, but if Petraka steps it up and gets his extra 10 points a year and averages 122, um, he could do a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. And, mate, we've talked about Jack Steele being that absolute mm-hmm. lock at 604. But if you really wanted to be that point of difference and go away from the 19% to just raise it up, again, Petrarca's not a bad pick. I, I really like the pick, and I think people will uh, – he'll reward you for it. I do want to move on because I know you've got so many more, but I do want to ask one yeah. more question quickly. Where do you sit with picking multiple players from the same team? Yeah, it stung me in the past. It definitely has. So for me, um, I want, I'm going to aim to get as high in the overall – this year is what I can versus just beating my matchup week to week. So um, I need to diversify my side. And like I've had a look into the future of who plays when, which we'll bring up for our viewers at a later date. We've got a spreadsheet of who plays when, who plays at home, you run home, etc. who scores well against certain teams, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, just Petraka and Oliver, I think it would set me back a little bit too much if I had both of them. So, like, you could go either way. But as I was saying earlier, just a pillar of consistency, Oliver, I'm sticking with him. But, like, wouldn't be surprised if Petraka does nudge that 700K area. Speaking of, and I like what you said there, shout out to anyone. I, I'm like you. I am i couldn't give a stuff about winning my league this year. I'm trying to win mm-hmm. the whole thing. That's my that's my mindset this year. So anyone that's listening along, we might do some episodes at certain points. If you want to win your league, this is kind of the way to go. If you want to try and win the whole thing, this is maybe the way to go. And there are some little subtle differences. But 
if anyone would like to join our AFL Super Absolutely. Coach League for the Molten Fantasy Sport, please jump on. Please come and play against us. It'll be a lot of fun and good times. Uh, our code, 237-113. So anyone there, 237-113. We'd love to see you join our league. If anyone out there loves the other game, NRL, big shout out to our boys, Maddie and Nath, who do our NRL Super Coach League. They've got one as well, 451-840. I'm not repeating that number again because no one really cares about but NRL. Don't they do a ripping job over there, the NRL? I love them. I, I love them. I actually sit in the studio and listen to them talk absolutely. Yeah. No, I say nonsense, but it's nonsense between the two of them. But there's actually some quality chat there. They do, they do a great job. And, uh, mate, you and I feel a little bit of the pinch with uh, having to lift our quality. Absolutely. But uh, I think we've got it. We've got it. We've got, we've got easy. Covered, yeah. <laughs> we move yeah. on. Let's go. Next Who's one next? at 3%, Darcy Parrish. So we've been asked about Darcy. He's at 610K and averages 110. He, he is a ball magnet. And I wouldn't blame you for picking him. For me, there's doubts around. So they've bought in Will Setterfield, who's an inside ball um, and I think they'll play him in that position this year. He was played a little bit out of position at Carlton, accumulated numbers, but just didn't use the ball well. Um, we've got Kyle Langford, who came back from a, a nasty injury to play the back half of last year. When he's up and running, he's a really nice inside player as well. Um, and then you've also got Merritt and the likes. And with an Essendon side, you just don't know where they're going to go this year in regards to their performance. So there's only so many points to go around. And I think at 610k... He's probably going to average that for the year, but don't expect it to be consistently well over that. If I'm picking a bomber at 6.10 and 6.17, I'm taking Zach Merritt every day of the week. Zach Merritt's also sitting on 3%. Mm-hmm. I think I just know exactly what I'm going to get from Zach Merritt. Um, I rate Darcy Parrish highly. But I think if there's, I think we've talked about this with like Taranto and things like that as well. If there's anyone who's going to be like not a lock midfielder, but actually has the better potential to be a forward, I think it's Parrish. Um, because you've got your Dylan Shield and things like that that just can only play in the midfield. Yep. Uh, shout out to Dylan Shield. Like, get a little bit of mud on your jumper, mate. Like, you've got all the skills in the world, but get a little bit of mud on your jumper. But um, yeah, Zach Merritt would be the choice for me. But Darcy Parrish is, um, yeah, quality footballer. Quality he is. Footballer. Um, I've got two more sort of primo area, or three more, sorry, and then I've got one pretty low-key one, which I think will surprise you. I'm going to go 1% here. The next one, Ollie Wines, 580K. He averaged 105 for the whole year, so he did struggle early on a lot. But the last five games of the year last year, uh, yeah, of season 2022, he averaged 117, which would put him up in the... 645 to 650k area so you're almost getting him at if he averages that this year you're getting him at 75,000 cheaper than what he could potentially average so he's a proven ball winner he's an inside ball he tackles he's got that natural ability to find the ball um i don't have him but it's a watch this space in the preseason. like if if he continues on that form that he finished last year with he may well find himself in my side isn't it crazy how you can go from, you know, you, he was, I'm pretty sure he's either favorite or second favorite the year that he won the Brownlow, you know, going to mm-hmm. the Brownlow. All right, had a bit of an off year, but he's still at that prime age. He's still at that ability to put out those kind of numbers. He's sitting 18th on the price list at the moment, but yet only owned by 1%. 
you know, back in the day when we watched like a Dusty Martin or someone drop down in the price range, you're like, he's a lock. I'm picking him because he's a Brownlow chance again. He's every chance to win a Brownlow again this year at that team with the, the potential that he has. I sound a little bit like a hypocrite because today when I just did a bit of a revamp of my team, he's at 580 and Josh Kelly's at 582. I've currently got Josh Kelly in my team at the moment. I'm, I can feel people already writing on Twitter. You're nuts. Don't do it. It's suicide. But um, but we'll do an episode on the Orange team. But, yeah, amazing that he's sitting at 1%. Mm. I think that's a really, really great yeah. shout for a POD, 100%. And another one that we'll bring up at 1%, uh, Tommy Liberatore, 567K, averaged 105 last year. Um, the last three seasons, 106, 103, 105. So he's got that pillar of consistency. Uh, the last two years, he's only missed one game. We do remember years prior to that, he was quite injury prone. He broke his leg. He missed quite a few games. But I'm going to throw this to you, Robbie. With Josh Dunkley gone, is he the new number one inside mid where he'll spend 80% of the game this year? He should mm. be. He 100% should be. And you've been saying it. I, I think you've brought it up most episodes where we've kind of talked about this space. Um, I've talked heavily about Bontempelli and McRae, those go-to guys. But we talk about what their numbers might be without Dunkley. But you, Mickey Dell, have been the one that's talked about Tom Libertoro. I think you need to put him in your yeah. side because I actually think you're right with what you're saying. His numbers should go. Yeah. He's just such a weird dog. Oh. He's just so weird. You want to pick him, but he's just so strange. Dare I say he may have matured. Oh, mate, you're the one in Victoria. Yeah, nah. No, mate. I'm, I'm gonna nah, he, he, um, yeah, he's got a few tough stickers on him, doesn't he? Just the stickers aren't real tough. <laughs> you, you'd have him in your team every Oh, with, without a doubt. Like real life team, like you're, you're picking him. He's a great player and a really good shout, mate. And I'm surprised he sits at 1%. I think there, I would have thought there'd be a few more people out there listening and thinking similar to you, which is, you know, he should be up about the 5 he should be. 7% yep. mark with people thinking, I can save a bit of cash here mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, two more. So at 7%, LDU, Luke Davis Uniaki from North Melbourne. So 557K, average of 101 his average last year jumped by 18 points on his previous year. He is the number one inside mid at North Melbourne now. And uh, we'll, sh- we'll show um, the stats uh, on the North Melbourne midfield, but according to a local news poll, or an Australian news poll, sorry, not local, Australian news poll, they rate North Melbourne's midfield with Cunnington, uh, with LDU, with Simkin as potential to be a top three midfield this year. They just lack a little bit outside of their midfield. So uh, we know Clarko likes to win. He hates losing. They're not going to tank. They're going to try and win as many games as they can. And for them to win games, this bloke needs to be at the top of his game. So, yeah, he's a, it is a nice pick at 7%. I thought he was going to be the guy that this year would jump into like 20% yeah. at that price. I'm so. And I feel like he was starting to push there to start with and somehow has dropped down. I I think people have actually started to really jump on the Tom Green, Tom Mitchell bandwagon mm-hmm. at the sort of 520, 530 mark. And you look at an LDU at 557. And I think just because you lack 
confidence in what North Melbourne are going to do. You start to lack confidence in him. But it's a really good shout. And I, if, if, if anyone's got that little bit of cash, he's not a bad shout from a Tom Green to maybe go to an LDU. I think LDU is really on the right trend and, um, and could put up some big numbers. Big numbers. There's nothing wrong with putting, picking the best player in the worst no, side. Not at all. So to finish off with, I, I know this is probably going to throw you off a little bit because not many people will have seen this bloke's name around. But uh, Maxi Holmes from Geelong. So he's at 360k. Ooh, talk talk right. to me, Dally. So talk to me. Talk he's to priced me. at an average of 65. So last year, the first couple of games, injury, he had a 14 and an 18. After that, he averaged 95, including finals. So at that average, he's going to make you either 200,000 or if he builds on that 95 and starts to average 100, 105, he could be one of those uh, players that become premium that you keep at the end of the day. And I think with Dangerfield leaving the midfield, playing more forward now, Selwood's gone. Um, We spoke about Mitch Duncan on on an earlier episode. Is Max Holmes and Tommy Atkins the new midfield group that are going to get it done at Geelong? I think you've added someone to our list, and anyone who's been listening along knows what that list is. She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. Let's make sure we put Maxi on the mid-price maniac yeah. list, my friend. You've you've sort of got me there. I, it's just, I think the tough one you have there is working out of Geelong that just have so many players with so much talent. Of where are they going to be? I think you start looking at that price. You know Hopper's going in the midfield. If Warple's in that 22, Mm -hmm. he should be. You know he's going in that midfield. But it might be one of those where literally when those teams are announced in round one, if you see Maxie Holmes there or you're hearing more info about it, you heard it here first from from Dell. What percentage is he sitting on? 3%. Yeah, so a few people, you know, that sounds like a really small number, which it is, but there's a few people out there. 3% is enough to have a few people out there that are thinking or know exactly what it is that you're mm-hmm. talking about there. So definitely for them to listen, listen along. Can I throw out two names yeah. to you? One we sort of talked out before, Dylan Shield, and where you think he fits in with scoring. Mm-hmm. He's at 0%. You know, this guy knows how to kick the ball. He's efficient. The other one is Carl Amon, who's moved from Port Adelaide to Hawthorne. Mm. He's only sitting on 1%. Both of them are at that just just over 500 mark. Where do, you, where do they sit? I like Carl Amon a lot more than Dylan Shield, mate. Um, as I've said in previous episodes, I'm... A- I knew I liked you, mate. I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... Dylan Shield has been my most disliked footballer at Essendon for a couple of years now. But after that incident with Luke Parker last year, he actually pulled his finger out and did all right. And I've started to come around on him a little bit. At 500k, I'm not touching him though. Like just too inconsistent. Um, Loves an outside ball. He's more worried about his hair and his tan line than what he is actually finding the pill and using it well. He's got a good head of hair. He's got an awesome head of hair. Probably one of the top 10 best-looking blokes in the league, so we'll give him that. But from a super coach points point of view, Carl Amon every day of the week, He, if I had to choose between the two. I'm not picking either, but Carl Amon, his outside run, 
Port Adelaide looked to get the ball in his hands a lot and used it well. Uh, at Hawthorne, it worries me a little bit with how their youth movement's going to be at the forefront of what they want to do. So is he going to get the touches and the ball usage that he did at Port Adelaide? Probably not. But I don't think his price will drop that much either because when he does get the ball, he does use it. He is efficient, which will keep his scores relatively high. Beautiful. No, really, really good mm. insights. We've tapped that 20-minute mark, which we said we'd try to stick to. Mate, we could talk about midfield PODs to the cows come home, and this is and this is where people will have those challenges. Look, I could throw out names like Jared Lyons at 500,000, Caleb Sarong at 498, Matt Rao, you know, with the brilliance that he did in that first year, mm. the Brownlow votes that he got at 481. Um, the other one we sort of touched on, the young midfielders at Hawthorne, you know, John Newcomb at 478. I mean, these are names where you go, do you throw one of these types in and save yourself 100K yeah. to put somewhere else, which is huge, and uh, and take the chance? Mate, even Lockie Whitfield sitting at 473. That's cheap for Lockie. He, was, he started plus 600 last year. Hmm. Correct. So, mate, we could we could talk about it till the cows come home. I've really appreciate. Do you, any final words, Dell? Before we start? Uh, not from a super coach point of view, but we will give the guys at the uh, ANZPL two K uh, team a shout out. If anyone's looking at uh, joining an online NBA two K league, uh, throw the guys a message on Twitter at ANZPL two K. They're just about to finish their seventh season, uh, heading into finals next week. So. If you're prime, you think you're pretty good at the game and you've got a group of five mates that think you can challenge the best in Australasia, shoot the guys a message and they'll look after you from there. Beautiful. Fantastic. Um, yeah, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. As we said, we're going through the lines now of doing uh, PODs as we go along, but uh, make sure everybody signs on and listens. You can always give us some more comments. I guarantee we've missed some people. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts following us on YouTube. Get onto us on Twitter. Get onto us at uh, Instagram at Molten Fantasy Sport. My sports sign off today is a massive shout out to Lisa Webb getting the AFLW coaching job at Fremantle. I know they've been looking for a coach for a while now, signing a three year deal. I know she has the players behind her, and I'd love to see that Fremantle side have a little bit of a turnaround this year. So, to Lisa Webb, congratulations on the role and. Uh, all the best. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Until next time, see you later, everyone. See ya.